Welcome to the Glove Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis and thank you for joining. Hope everyone is doing well. I hope your week is fab. Today, I'm so pleased to have author, holistic mindset coach, and psychotherapist Carrie Leaf join me. Carrie will join me in a few minutes and we'll discuss how to clear out those negative thought patterns and how to achieve your goals. We'll discuss signs that you should look for, steps you can take, and then also she'll tell us exactly what is therapizing and how does she use it to help her clients. So stay tuned everyone, I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Bold Girl Podcast, I'm Kyra. Thank you all for joining. Well, I am back now with Carrie. So welcome, Carrie, to the Glow Up Girl podcast. Thank you. I'm honored. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the conversation. But first, why don't you tell everyone who you are and what you do? Sure. So I am a holistic mindset coach with a long background in psychotherapy. Um, My master's in marriage and family therapy from Iona College in New Rochelle, New York. Um, Let me see. Since since graduating at New Rochelle, I've been kind of a, a lot of different places all over the place. I've done community mental health. I've done residential treatment centers. I've done hospitals. I've done. um, Let's see where else. Ah, Camp Dodge, so military-based substance abuse, um, and I'm in private practice now. So I've been in a lot of different settings, worked with a lot of different people um, and populations, which has led me to where I'm at and what I'm doing now and really centering in on that holistic health, looking at mind, body, spirit, and working on the mindset, the negative belief systems behind whatever our problem might be. So that's me. Awesome. Well, you have a great background and a, a, just a very varied experience. Um, so speaking of talking, we're talking about some removing some of those negative beliefs that we carry. So let's start there. Um, yeah. What are some of the common signs that we may have hit a wall, you know, and we might be running from a problem. Um, What are the signs of when you really need to like say, you know what, I need to stop and I need to solve this and figure it out? Yeah, good question. So that can look a lot of different ways for a lot of different people. But there's two kind of common ones that I see people come in and say is either one, just the I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm going on, you know, you know, I'm I'm going in circles. I just can't seem to move forward. Whatever they may be stuck in, you know, that might look different, but they just feel stuck. Um, And then the other one that I hear a lot um, is, and, and it's not that always the client necessarily has this insight yet. They may, or sometimes I'm noticing it as they're telling me their background and what's going on in their life. Um, you know, I like to do really thorough assessments. So I know basically what's been going on in their life since day one, since they were born. But what I'll see or what they'll tell me will be these repeating patterns. Like, you know, it, it might be um, dating the same kind of person over and over or having the same kind of issues or fights with their boss all the time or each employer that you work with, you know, same issues in um, your work setting or 
um, the same health issues popping up time and time again. But if there's patterns over your lifespan, um, that's when we can kind of notice, okay, something's, something's going on there. Something's behind that. Let's dig in there. Mm-hmm. That's so true because I do think that people will continuously. So um, for t- two things that you said first, it's that definitely knowing that I'm uns- that being stuck feeling and you're just sort of like, I always equate it to like, you're the hamster in the wheel yes. And you're yes. doing the same <laughs> thing over and over and over. And then of course there's insanity, um, insanity, right? You're yeah. doing the same thing and you're expecting something to be different, but it's not because you are not solving the problem. And, yes. and I mean, that, I think like that stuck feeling is because that's what led me to start a therapy was like feeling like a oh, man, like stuck and overwhelmed. And I've got like the always I always explain it this way because I saw it this way. So visually, like the balls in the air and then, you know, the thing that's like moving back and forth and you're trying to catch out like you're trying to catch all of them. And yeah. that was like. I was at that point when I decided to like, mm-mm, I got, I got to talk to somebody cause I cannot do this anymore. Yes. Yes. And you, and you, when you're in that point, you really feel, you know, I don't like to necessarily use this word, but you feel crazy. You feel like, a, you know, like mm-hmm. any, any wrong step and it's all going to come crumbling mm-hmm. down or, you know, and then that panic or that anxiety can come in from the overwhelm. But you're not crazy. You know, we're, um, we all hit points like that in our life. We just got to find better balance. We're, we're just, mm-hmm. we're just going down the wrong path. You know, the, the other, you know, side of that stuck feeling is like, um, I remember one of the times I felt like that hamster in the wheel and it just felt like every turn I made was a dead end. You know, it was like, try this way. Didn't work. Try this way. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you got to recenter and reevaluate or get in therapy, get into coaching. And yeah, mm-hmm. we, we feel absolutely crazy in those, at those points in our life, but we're not, we're just human. And, and we, we got to like sit down and reassess and, mm-hmm. and pivot, you know, so everyone, everyone feels it. Yeah. And so, and speaking of that, I mean, it is like when you feel that way and you keep trying to fix it yourself, essentially. I mean, you're basically just um, avoiding, right? Because you're going to come back to it. It's going to be there no matter, like you said, you were going and you were hitting dead ends because you're avoiding the problem. Okay. So why, (laughs) why do you think, um, why do you think people continuously try to avoid the problem versus um, facing it um, head on? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different reasons to that, but some top ones are, are one, we just might not be that skilled at bringing our subconscious to the conscious mind. So we, we just, we just flat out might not be aware of what's spinning around in the background. You know, think of what we're aware of is the tip of the iceberg, but what's going on under the water. Um, not all of us are that skilled in sitting in our thoughts and our feelings and figuring out what what's the subconscious stuff that's that's going on there um and and that's what I like to work with people on is let's let's figure out what that is but the other thing um is it's uncomfortable it's painful and it might not fit in with what we you know like to think of ourselves you know because Mm -hmm. a lot of times the the stuff we're avoiding um, is fears, their insecurities, maybe it's shame, maybe it's regret, all these, all these not fun feelings, you know, and, and 
us as humans, we're really good at jumping out of those feelings when we don't like them. So as soon as it's like something feels icky or shameful or embarrassing or painful, hurtful, we step out, we numb out like TV, spending money, relationship, mm-hmm. um, drugs and alcohol, stay busy, busy, busy. Um, I know when I'm, when I'm having a hard time, my house is spotless. That's when my house is the cleanest. You know? and, and don't get me wrong. There's, there's some good coping skills. There's healthy distractions. You know, I'd rather you clean your house than, you know, go to drugs and alcohol or sex, but you know, um, it, it, we don't like those feelings. We don't like them. And nobody taught us probably most likely nobody taught us to sit in them to process through them it's not things we learn in school it's not usually things that our parents sit us down and and talk to us about and hopefully that starts shifting in this society in this world but we're not skilled and and we don't like it so we avoid yes that's a very (laughs) that's so very that's very true well and then too i think um the the another thing that i've like heard people say, or I picked up on, you know, when people don't want to take that step to get help too, it's because of like, like you said, they don't have the skills. They weren't taught that, like you look at your background and how you were raised and, you know, most people, a lot of people aren't raised to talk about their feelings or to solve things by talking to someone else you know, it's no, you can figure it out, you know, um, or if you, you know, oh, you're not supposed to go to therapy, you know, why do you need to go to therapy? And, you know, not to use the word crazy, but that's what, you know, well, I mean, is are you crazy? Like, why do you need that? So, you know, it's like, it's getting beyond like even those um, negative stigmas of mental health and wellness and being able to take care of yourself or, you know, cause like I, I, I've talked about a few times, like even when I first started, like, you know, my parents were sort of like, well, why do you need to go to therapy? And I was like, you know, and then like, I remember like my mom even just like, sort of like, well, did, did we do something wrong? I was like, it has nothing to do with you all. <laughs> I, was like, it has nothing. I was like, it doesn't have anything to do with you all. Like, you know, on the top, the right. top layer, I said, there's probably, as we dig deeper, there are probably going to be things from my childhood that have oh, yeah. like, you know, affect the way in the person who I am today. I said, but I'm not going because I'm like, oh my gosh, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> So, right. Uh, yeah, I said I just need to go because I don't have any balance and boundaries and I need to learn some skills that will help me to put those into place. Yes, and so you're you're spot on with the stigma thing and that is a message that I really hope to get across to like anyone and everyone that likes therapy or coaching or asking for help does not mean that you have a severe mental health diagnosis. Like, you know, we think like, um, the, the, the big cases that are, you know, we're not going to be able to treat or fix when we think somebody's going to therapy, like something must be majorly wrong. That's not the case. Literally everybody is a candidate for therapy. Everyone can benefit therapy, you know, is great for life transitions, you know, mm-hmm. relationship issues, you know, work issues, like it can be you can come to therapy for everyday life, yeah. practicing yeah. skills, right? Learning yeah. how to talk about express your emotions, communication, you do not have to have a severe mental health diagnosis to be getting help. So yes, that's a big one. 
Yes, yes. Now let's talk about you, your method that you've developed. Um, so when did you first realize that you could therapize therapize yourself? Yes. And I was like, oh, I love that. Yes, everyone kind of stumbles over it because it's not a real, it's not a real word, but um, you know, throughout ever since I've been in grad school, that's that's what I get asked all the time as soon as people like find out what I what I'm going to school for or what I do for a living. Oh, are you therapizing me right now? Or I need therapized. Can you come here? <laughs> like that's not a word, but I like it. Let's let's I do love that. it. <laughs> right? It's kind of fun. So, you know, um, like I said, I've worked with a lot of different people and a lot of different settings, a lot of different populations, demographics, and the it, it didn't matter who I was working with, what for, where at. The, the basics of my program are that these are the things that I saw help improve anyone and everybody, every walk of life. These, I'm going to walk through these things with every single client. Um, and, and at the end of the day, through this process, it was really important for me to understand, for my clients to understand that I'm not the golden ticket. No book is the golden ticket. No, no program, no anything. Nothing is the golden ticket to making you better. At the end of the day, you are your own best self healer. You are the only one that can help and heal yourself. You're the only one that has the answers that, as to what you need, because we're so individual. There's not a one size fits all for what works for people. You have your answers, but my job is to help guide you back to you, back to your intuition, back to, you know, all the things you already know, but, you know, life and society has covered those up or made you second guess, you know? Um, so it's really an unlearning and coming back to yourself. And my job is just to guide you through that process. I don't have the answers. You have the answers. And so it's really important to me that everyone knows that you are the only one that can heal yourself. Mm. That's so true because they do think um, like you, I, I do think sometimes people enter into therapy or coaching and they feel like, well, tell me what the plan is, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Give me, right. Are you going to, I mean, is there nothing that you're going to write out and tell me what exactly what to do and how to fix it? And right. you're right. Like it, it is, it's all inside of us. I mean, the therapist or the coach is just there to guide you, help you build the framework. Yes. But you are the one that's like providing, you know, the wood, you know, if you're building the house, right? So um, I think that's really, uh, really important. And so, like you said, this, this, pro your method works across any stage of life, any type of situation, and for any person who is just ready to take that step, right? Yes. And it's interesting that you say that about like, well, well, just tell me what to do. Give me step by step, because mm -hmm. I get that all the time and, and some more than others, you know, um, and, and sometimes I can see the frustration, you know, or hear it in their voice of like, give me the answer. Tell me that, you know, and but so and I think, you know, when I released my book and I put together this program, that was a little bit of the combining the idea, you know, and understanding that we are our own best self healers. So I need you to take accountability, but also mm -hmm. trying to provide for people and clients a little bit of that step by step that people are looking for, you know, so, so in the book, I do try to go step by step of what areas we can start working on and assessing and evaluating mm -hmm. to build a, a foundation for good mental health and wellness. Mm -hmm. um, because when we, we do these step by step things, 
then, and, and we have a, a good foundation, we're in a more solid place to delve into those deeper level subconscious issues. Then, so with that, it gives people a little bit of that step-by-step that they're looking for, which can, you can see significant improvements if you start, you know, working these steps, but generally, you know, at some point we got to dive a little deeper and there isn't necessarily always a step-by-step by with that, but, you know, it's a trying to get a little bit of both trying to have meet the clients or the people where they're at, mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of what they're looking for of like, walk me through it one by one, step by step. Mm-hmm. Cause I get that. We all want step by step. Just tell me what to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think something you said is, is so key. It's the accountability, right? It's, it's the accountability of the client, um, the person, because you can't go into it and just want somebody else to just tell you how to do it. You have to be accountable. And that's something that, you know, now I'm at a place now when I go to therapy that it's not necessarily about me getting assignments or something like that. You know, in the beginning, when I first started, you know, there would be, all right, so we're going to focus on this over the next two weeks, or here's an assignment. Same thing with coaching, you know, yeah. um, because those things matter. I mean, you don't want to just you're not just going somewhere just to, you know, freely just talk. I mean, now right. I'm at a place where it's like, yeah, I might just have a session and then just like shooting a breeze for an hour. But yeah. it's the things that, you know, you need to release to, you know, someone. Um, yes. So, you know, we know, obviously, that like, you know, your growth and your healing, they don't happen in the same path. I mean, you know, one probably you're, they're both going to be hard, right? As you heal, you're growing. Um, and, you know, so that's going to happen. Um, and I think, like you said, there could be frustrations for people because it does feel like um, up and down. It feels like you're, you know, sort of backtracking because I'm just speaking from personal. Yeah, but you're so right. You're so right. You the know, process is not linear. Yeah. It is all over the place. You know, like, and, you know, like one week I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I really was nailing that. And then yeah. you know, two weeks later, it's like, well, I felt. Okay, so, <laughs> but for anyone out there who is listening or watching us, and what would you say are some of the first actionable, actionable steps that you would suggest to someone who is looking to, you know, for a level of, you know, to level up in their lives? Yes. So I, I will always tell my clients, I want you to go to the basics of the body. Um, so like I said, I take a, a very holistic approach. We're, we're looking at the mind, body, the spirit or soul or how, whatever word you want to use for that for, but mind, body, spirit, we're looking at every single one because having that balance there's, we want to integrate those. They're so interconnected that, you know, they affect each other so immensely to ignore one is going to cause a lot of problems. So I take a holistic approach and what, what I, what I like to start with is the body because we're, the body's always there, right? We're not, we're not showing up anywhere without our body. But the thing about that is um, there's more and more science and research be behind that um, mind gut connection. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's real and that's powerful. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of areas we could delve off into that, but as far as just first steps, one, I just want people taking little baby steps. I don't want you to start out, you know, today I'm going to change my life and, and tomorrow I'm going to be a, a 180 totally different person. Don't do that. It won't work. We don't change that fast. It'll backfire. I just want little baby steps with how you're eating, how you're sleeping, 
Are you moving your body? And I know that that's going to look really different for everybody because we're all at different phases. And I don't, I don't, you know, there's a continuum. I don't expect people to be, that's not perfection we're looking for. We're just starting with where you're at. Let's say you only get four or five hours of sleep at night. Then I want you to try to bump it to five or six, ultimately seven or nine, you know, um, foods. I want, I want to cut out the fast foods, the processed foods, you know, um, and I want to see more whole foods. That nutrition really, really matters. Um, and exercise, I don't, I don't, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. Just start, you know, ease in, dip your toes in little bits. And I like to say, you know, try to do it where it doesn't feel like a chore, like where you're absolutely dreading mm-hmm. it, you know. Um, there's certain workouts that I dread, but almost always I'm okay with like a walk, you know, 20 minute walk. I can do that. I like that. You know, that helps me clear my mind. So maybe that's it, you know, whatever works for you. Um, but that what we're putting into our body or how we're treating our body is, is so crucial because so many times people come in and they're experiencing mental health symptoms like anxiety, depression, um, physical aches and pains, whatever it may be. And really they're, they're, they're coming from, you know, maybe the, the mental health symptoms are actually coming from physical health issues. You know, we can, we can be eating things that trigger anxiety because we're sensitive to them. Our body doesn't process or respond to it well, or we can be, you know, having so much stress and anxiety and not coping and not dealing that we're creating, you know, physical symptoms, you know, a common one is just irritable bowel syndrome. We're having gas, you know, gastric issues. Um, we feel sick to our stomach or, you know, tension and, uh, tightness in our muscles where they ache, you know, so we really want to treat the body and the mind so that we know what we're working here because things can look like the other ones. So, Back to the basics. How are you eating, sleeping, and exercising? Just to start, little baby steps. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And you're so you're so right about that. I mean, you do have to approach it from the holistic standpoint because you can't have one of the things working. One of the things won't work without the other two things. And right. so you have, and I know sometimes it takes people a while to get to that place, you know, where you're like, okay, yeah, these things are all connected and I can't eat bad and feel good, you know? Right. right. <laughs> we don't like that. We don't like to hear that, yeah. but it's the way but, it is. <laughs> but it's, it's so, it's so true. I mean, like I see it all the time now, you know, like, like during the week, I definitely like stick to, you know, certain meals and, you know, it's pretty planned out for the week and like working out and stuff. And then like, I might get to, you know, Saturday and might say, oh, well, I'm going to have, you know, I like to have like wings today or something like that. Well, I might have those wings, but I pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my body is like, what are you doing? You can't yes. take, like you, you can't take this. And like, it's like, you can't go away from it and then like try to pop it back in and then think that we're going to be okay with it. And then I end up just being sick. And so then I'm like, at the end of the day, like, is it worth it? No. I mean, right. Right. And, and I don't want people to think that like, like I love pizza, like pizza, pizza mm-hmm. is my thing. Like I'm never going to give up pizza, but yeah. You know, if I can limit my pizza instead of like three times a week to maybe one time, then my body can handle and tolerate it better. I'm going to feel better. You know, if I eat pizza or or fast food burgers on a regular basis, I start to feel sluggish. I start to feel Mm -hmm. slow and tired and irritable and not on my game, right? Like you, you really start to notice it when you cut these things out, but, Mm -hmm. um, 
I really like to see people go into a functional medicine provider and learn their food sensitivities or how mm-hmm. their um, body is functioning. If, and if any areas aren't, you know, tip top shape, um, you know, I learned, I learned that through functional medicine, I learned that I have a sensitivity to oats and um, stevia, you know, and I don't personally use stevia but a lot of times if you're if you're buying something from a restaurant or a fast food there's stevia in it that you might not be aware of um oats you know that's some things you don't even think of the mm-hmm. thing is i was like experiencing brain fog for about nine months and i'm sitting here like i can't wake up in the mornings i just feel groggy i feel foggy like i do not feel myself something's wrong and you know, this was before I knew about the oats. Well, it lined up perfectly that I had been putting, I had had some drink from Starbucks, you know, something fancy, like, Ooh, that's amazing. And I wanted to start making it myself. And so I was putting oat milk into my coffee every single morning. And I loved it. I loved that oat milk and my coffee. I learned I'm sensitive to oats. I cut out the oat milk from my coffee. And what do you know, within a few days to a week, the dog's gone. And I'm like, wow, just that one thing. You're like, yeah, you're like nine months of brain fog to clear up from one thing. Yeah. Yes. So learn your body, take care of your body. The older we get, you know, we just know your sensitivities, know what your body can and can't handle. You know, when I was high school, I could eat fast food, junk Girl. food. <laughs> and I did. I was an athlete. I ate it all. I cannot do that anymore. No, no. I- <laughs> right when you get older your body definitely lets you know that you can that you cannot do this anymore (laughs) right yeah so check in with your body listen to it take care of it (laughs) we kind of went off on another thing there but right functional medicine take care of your body (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. love it okay all right so tell us about your book and um why did you decide to write your book now yeah so Oh gosh, I don't even know. I just knew some, okay. It just felt like a, like a, like something was bubbling up within me. I'm like, I gotta get this out. I get it. I gotta get this out. Cause I was noticing over, you know, I mean, I've been in the psych field for almost two decades now. And with all the things I've done and people I've worked with, like I said, there were those, those repeating things that, that seemed to work for everybody or that everybody was overlooking or missing or lacking on. Um, so the book was just kind of that spilling out of what I just heard myself kind of saying like a broken record on repeat with all of my clients, you know, and realizing, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are, what age you are, what you're working on. These are the things that I really, really want to see all my clients paying attention to and start working on building that, that solid foundation. And I just, it it just was a, I got to get this message out because in, um, you know, I'm not the only one talking about holistic health by any means, but in our training, you know, most of our training, whether you're an MD or you're a psychiatrist or psychologist or a, um, you know, therapist like I am and, you know, in the health field, the training isn't holistic. The training is separated, you know, and in therapy, we learn about therapy. They're not teaching us, you know, the, the science behind the body. And, and I had a fantastic program, which actually did with systems, family therapy, um, systems theory, they do go into a little bit more depth about like, Hey, you can't over, you have to interconnect all these areas of people's lives. So that was fantastic. But in general, they don't teach you about 
that holistic approach. They keep it very separate. You go, you go to this person for the mind, you go to this person for the body, you go to this person for the spirit, mm-hmm. the soul, but we, we just have to connect those. So that message, like I said, and then hearing myself like a record broken record on repeat with all my clients, that's just how that book came to be of just wrapping that all up and tying it up with a bow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what is the, tell the audience, the name of your book? Yes. Therapize yourself. Yes. (laughs) And it's available everywhere books are sold. Yes. I have a link to Amazon on my website. So definitely on Amazon, but everywhere books are sold. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll make sure we put a link to it in our show notes as well. Thank you. All right, man. Well, this has been great. I have loved this conversation um, with you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, me too. Love whenever we get to talk about, you know, wellness and especially mental wellness, because it's just so, so important. You know, um, it's important that we take care of our entire, our whole selves, but just our mental health. I'm just, I'm really excited to see, you know, to actually watch TV and see commercials that are encouraging people to take care of their mental wellness. That's so awesome to see now because Mm -hmm. it wasn't happening to, wasn't happening three years ago. Um, No. And and now, you know, the shift with everything happening in in, over the last um, few years, um, it's just, we need it more. We needed it before, but we definitely need it now. And I'm glad that people are actually taking steps to get help that they need. Yes, me too. Exactly. Awesome. All right. So now we're going to move into three things with Carrie. Might be four if um just if I come up with something else while you're talking. I'm like, <laughs> oh, let's find out this. All right. So tell us how you start the day. Hmm. Okay. Well. You know, that looks different at each phase of life. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's a little different than my ideal now because I do have four-year-old twin boys. So it's a little more um, rushed and chaotic than what would be my preference. But um, I wake up at the same time every day. That circadian rhythm and keeping that on, on track is important to me. Our, our sleep patterns, nothing is more healing and gets us functioning our best than our sleep. So I wake up at the same time every day, 6 a.m. for me, and I try to get to bed within, you know, half hour, hour of the same time every night, too. doesn't matter weekday or weekend. I try. Um, And so for me, I have learned that if I want to get going and I want to start my day out right and I want to be alert and I want to be, you know, firing on all cylinders, Mm -hmm. it is from out of bed immediately straight line to the shower. I have to hop in the shower. So that's kind of my biggest thing right now um, in life to get me going. If I don't hop in that shower right away, I'm slow. I'm sluggish. My brain isn't firing. If I get in that shower, I start to wake up. I start get going and I'm like, okay, I'm like, it's like someone pushed the turn, you know, I'm on, I'm moving, you know, push the button, let's go. Um, And I try, I try in the shower now, try try is a keyword to in the shower, turning it like slowly, like turning it colder, um, Mm -hmm. for a a handful of different reasons, but they're supposed to be, you know, skin benefits, but also they're supposed to be central nervous system regulating benefits to, to, um, staying in that cold, 
that cold water. Um, I'm not even going to pretend to get all the science right. And I, I think some people say you're supposed to do it for three minutes. I'm pretty sure I don't make three minutes, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I try. I try to have that that water be cold for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's um, some research on the polyvagal nerve too, and, and just regulating the central nervous system. And that there's benefits to kind of shocking that body with the cold water. So mm-hmm. again, don't quote me on any of the science part of it, but. Those are my first things in the morning um, that are just staples. And then it's, you know, getting dressed, getting the kids ready to go, dogs fed, all those things and out the door. So, (laughs) all right. So what do you do when you have a day off? Ooh, so my first things when I have a day off that I like to fit in is one movement, physical activity in some way, whether that's like going to the gym, exercising, or just getting outside and and walking around, running around. Um, So physical movement, and then being outdoors. Now being in Iowa, that is tricky half the time, you know, (laughs) but if the weather is decent whatsoever, I am outside, I'm getting fresh air. And then the third component to that is like, if I can, I don't just want to be outside. I also want to be somewhere in nature, like you know, the woods, um, a lake somewhere on water. We don't really have mountains or, or, or ocean or here, you know, anything like that here, but anywhere I can get more in nature, um, because to me, and I think to just most humans, that's, that's grounding. And there's a sense of connection when we're in nature. So I want movement. I want that fresh air and I want to be in nature again, phase of life. It's me running around with, with little twin boys, you know, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just trying to like keep them in, in check. But yes, those are my top three on a day off. All right. And, uh, how do you, how do you end that day? Yeah, let's see. So I am very big on, um, getting my kind of like work hard, play hard idea. Like I want to get my to do things done and out of the way. So mm-hmm. m- for my mindset that that allows me to feel accomplished and like, okay, I was productive. I was accomplished. I did those things. And then I can remove them from my brain. They're not lingering. Like I still got to do this, or I didn't do that. Or telling myself, Oh, you know, you failed today or, you know, any of that negative stuff. I want to get the things I need done, done. Mm-hmm. And then ending the day can be, you know, more relaxing, peaceful, stress-free. Um, let's see, do I have any routines? I, I think if I have any go-to routines in the evening, um, a big coping skill I like is a bubble bath in the winter, or um, if it's, it's warmer weather, summertime, I like, you know, maybe reading a book or doing some um, mindfulness, meditative things through yeah. YouTube. So, and, and I just mix those up here and there and it's not every day. It's not every day. I would like to say every day I wake up and do half hour meditation and every evening, (laughs) but it's not me. I don't, you know, but (laughs) the flexibility is key. Awesome. Love that. All right. So before I let you go, um, can you leave the audience with three uh, key takeaways from our conversation today as it relates to, you know, removing these negative boundaries from our lives and, you know, elevating to the next step? Yes. All right. So one would be the basics take care of your eat, sleep, and exercise. Start with little baby steps there. Um, 
you know, then two, I would say is trust in yourself, be your own self healer, know that you have your answers, and be willing and take that accountability to either dig in or reach out for some professional help. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think I said this one. But with all of this, you know, depending on where our mindset is, we can be really hard on ourselves. And I've, I've fluctuated, I've swung from every end of the continuum in my, in my own life experience. But as we're trying to learn and grow and heal and work on ourselves, there's, there's really an importance to having one flexible thinking and two grace and kindness with yourself. I don't want people to expect perfection or get mad if they didn't do the things that I do, or they didn't do the things that they told them themselves that, that they're going to do. You know, I've gotten to where I've gotten with some balance and coping skills and, and self-care because I failed left and right mm-hmm. a zillion times on this journey, trying to figure out what works for me. And mm-hmm. so having flexibility that you're not going to be perfect every day. Someday you're going to rock it. And someday it's, you're just going to be like, that was a, a total disaster of a day, you know, and yeah. that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. And then get, be kind to yourself, give yourself that grace and tell yourself it's okay. And, you know, tomorrow's a new day, you know, just, you know, cut out that negative self-talk, you know, the world's hard enough. Let's, let's not be our own worst enemy. Yes. I love those. I love those. Thank you. And lastly, how can the audience connect to you? Sure. So the two best ways are going to be my website, carryleaf.com. And then um, Instagram is probably the social media that I keep up the best right now. And I'm not even that great at it, but at carryleafcoaching on Instagram, those would be the two ways. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for um, joining me today. I've had such a blessed chatting with you. You are always welcome to come back um, in the future. Thank you so much. It's been so fun. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Well, stay tuned, everyone. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Globe Girl Podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis, and thank you for joining. Thank you again to Carrie for joining today's show and telling us all about what it means to therapize. Um, if you'd like to learn more about Carrie, visit her website at carrieleaf.com. You can also check us out at globegirl.com, where you'll find all of our social media handles and so much more there. So thank you all again for listening. I'll see you all next week. Until next time, stay focused, fab, and glow up. Take care, everyone.